only good vibes. A good evening. Uh, do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. The Knutsons. Have taken control as to bring you this special show. Who are the Knutsons? Only good vibes. Hey, what? Only good vibes is the plan. Only good vibes, good vibes. Okay, this is called the Knutson Effect. How's it going, my friend? You all right? Yeah, very good. And you? Yeah, yeah. Good, we're yeah. Hot, oh, good. We're in Scotland. Sorry? It says we're a bit hot up here in Scotland. We're not used to yeah. this sunshine. I noticed that you, um, it said yesterday you were going to have 29. That's way hotter than us. That's yeah, hot. we we're sitting at 23 right now, but 29 is on its way. I don't, I don't think we're going to handle it, to be honest. I'm hiding yeah, well, indoors. I'm expecting to see a nice tan on both of you boys uh, come oh. Monday. No, I'll be sunburned. <laughs> Come on, Mike, Mike, I thought, I thought this was a tan. Come on, I was, I've been working on this tan all day. I was trying to get tanned up for you coming on. I'm disappointed. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, actually, you have got a bit of colour going on there. I'll, I'll give you oh, that, definitely. Back, he's backtracking, John. <laughs> so you how are you getting on down there, Michael? Yeah, really good. It's just really busy. Um, I've just been out in the sun, actually. It's been, it's been so nice, but you can't be out there for too long. Yeah. I've just fallen asleep, so I'm just waking up. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> get with it. Yeah, it really takes the energy out of you. I've seen you been out in the sun for too long. It's an energy killer. It's nice, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the same. I had to go for a cold shower a minute ago just to try and wake my ass up a bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's great though. It's good to. I mean, with this lockdown, it's uh, it's it's much needed, really, isn't it? I feel sorry for people who live in flats where they just can't get out at all. You know, yeah, thirteen floors up or something. But, yeah, like like me. Oh, are you in a flat as well? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not too bad. We've got like a, we're down by the water, the kind of seaside and stuff. So we've got plenty of walks, nice walks along the. Oh, sea. that's all right. Yeah, I meant where, I especially play. in a city in London or something, where oh yeah, it's yeah, not that much. Like yeah. like New York or something like that. It must have been horrible. You could just stay in one of the high-rises in New York. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, but it's, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, I must admit, I don't think I've ever been in the garden so much. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all good. It's all right. What, what I've got going just now, Michael, is we're, we're live on Facebook, but no one can see us talking just yet. It's literally just the, the little startup countdown timer page. Oh, yeah. So okay. when we get closer to six o'clock, I can just switch the scenes and we're good to go to talk. Yeah. Bit of crap for a while, basically. No worries. That's yeah, I just thought about, we'd ask you a bit about your, your upcoming track, and a little bit about the background behind it, um, just okay. a little bit about your career and stuff, because obviously you've been, you've been very busy over the last 30 years by the sound of it. Yeah, I must admit, yeah. I've been lucky. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's had its quiet moments, I think. When I say quiet, in uh, I suppose probably about up, about five years ago, six, seven years ago. It's a bit mm-hmm. strange time for a lot of people, mm-hmm. including myself, without doubt. Um, but now, yeah, it's great. I think I think we're in a good place music-wise again. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's found... Yeah, no. a, lot of, a lot of the old classics are coming back in again. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the classics, but it's also... It's actually now that I, I, I feel as if I write something new like a new disco record with no samples no this no that just something new mm-hmm. i've got an audience whereas if i went five six years ago no oh it's too uplifting people are not playing uplifting records at the moment or you know it's, it's all deep at the moment you, okay oh okay um so to me this is just heaven yeah yeah that's awesome yeah so it's, it's good <laughs> so you're still there I'm back, don't worry, I'm back in the room, I'm back. Do you think I'd wait in the garden again, John? 
I know I did. I really did. <laughs> Down by the sea. I'll just leave you two. I'm a wee walk. Are we walking the seaside? That will do me nicely. <laughs> yeah, I think things have changed a little bit, haven't they, Michael? It's a little bit the the sound and the styles changed a little bit on on dance music back to the the more disco kind of bass stuff again, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just did a real revi- revival for that sound again. Yeah, yeah. I think, and it's probably good timing as well, especially at this time where we need a lot more uplifting tunes. Yeah. We don't we don't need dance. Um, we don't need Dark, dark uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, a good point. There as well was um, a bit of a strange time, maybe five to seven years ago. How, how do you mean? In what sense do you think it was going to? I think EDM just completely took over, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it just felt as that's all. It felt as if that's all that media wanted to hear, or, yeah. or general the, the 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 dance community at large. That's how it felt. Um, and you know, when I was sending in records to record labels, it was, I was always finding it was either, t- it's not, it's not banging enough mm-hmm. for some labels. And at the same time, it wasn't sort of, I don't know, mellow enough for other, it, there was no middle ground. There was no one making records that could sort of kind of have a nice deep verse and then go into an uplifting chorus. But now everybody's and record labels are like, yeah, we want this stuff, which mm-hmm. is great. Awesome. And it's not down to, it's, it's not an age group thing. It's very yeah. easy to think, oh yeah, you know, older people want these old tunes, so they remind me. It's not like that because mm-hmm. it's not just that. A lot of younger people really enjoying the whole disco thing again, which is mm-hmm. uh, sorry, for the first time. For us, yep. it's the second time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In my case. But for them, it's the first time. And that's what it's all about. It's a new generation. Yeah, yeah I, I was saying I was saying this to John before. I think we were brought up. My my mum and dad were massive on the disco stuff, and that's all I heard really when I was really really young growing up. And I think somewhere along the line, everyone's hit that thirty point now, and we're all it's all built into us that that sound of the dance music. So kind of bring, I think that's maybe got something to say about why that sounds coming back, and why a lot of the youngsters have found themselves enjoying it more than maybe the generation before that. You know? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's gonna, um, in, the, in the blood. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a lot of it, and it's yeah. The younger generation, a lot of them, it's their parents. And there's some gigs I've done where the age group has been nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Yeah, I'm like, how the hell do you know these records? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Spotify, Spotify. Ah, that's yeah. <laughs> um, and they're not the obvious ones. We're not talking about Sister Sledge. We're yeah, yeah. Stuff that really, how do you know those records? Okay. You know, and they're a grunge. You know, some of them are quite a grungy crowd. These are not. I don't know. Just I'm just I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I know it's a big shift in the in the scene now. I think that, that maybe because of the whole EDM, it's kind of hit a peak, and the people are taking back things back to the basics, and they're looking for that kind of original sound of where it all began. And maybe maybe it hit a bit of a peak, and people have gone back underground in a way. Oh yeah, back yeah. To the roots. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, how's it been for you in Scotland? Has it been um... same again? Yeah, there's, there's definitely the revival here. The Glitterbox had planned their event to be up here. Just it was just into the the, the current crisis basically, so obviously that kind of went by the wayside a little bit. But yeah, it's the same up here. All seems we we've been doing a lot of interviews with DJs around the world through like like we're doing with yourself and uh, yeah. guys in Mexico and LA and it's it's all over. It really is that that feeling that disco feeling has come back. We thought maybe just UK based, maybe like a bit of Europe and that, but it really is 
worldwide. It's saying as well, it's definitely got that kind of young crowd involved around it as well. Like a lot of like even like, like uh, the young students and stuff, like 18, 19, 20 are absolutely you know, loving that disco sound as well. They're just getting right in about it. So I mean, it's good, good to yeah. see that happening as well. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, you know, girls, whatever age, want to get dressed up and look really glam and go to a club where they can be feel decadent and, and the yeah. guys as well. You know, I think it, it's changed. I think it's changed. I mean, obviously, there's, there's still good, there's clubs for everything, every style of music, and that's not going to change because house music is so huge. Yeah. But um, for this particular genre, I think it's, you know, having a resurgence like ever before has been fantastic. I'm enjoying it more now yeah, than yeah. I did 20 years ago. Oh, really? Would that yeah. seem something? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's also opened it up to the, the age. The age range is just widened completely now because before with the EDM and it getting a little bit commercial, say it was it kind of narrowed things down, didn't it? It was very yeah. about the image. Now it's got back to the the disco sound. A lot of the older generation are like, "That's that's my music. I'm t- we're taking that back. Basically, you're you're not you're not taking that from us. Basically, so yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's great to to see it to see a dance floor with a real mixed age group is fantastic that's really good and i've seen i'm seeing that more and more and more mm-hmm. yep yeah it, it literally will go from 18 19 20 right up to 45 50 it's incredible that's brilliant <laughs> so, yeah. it's kind of like the way it used to be i guess isn't it? it was a little bit more open and it's just back to and i think this whole lockdown thing's brought everybody back to the basics as well because everyone's quite on the same level and we're all kind of looking at ways to to reach out and a uh, change the way we do things i guess yeah 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 definitely it's uh it's been a real change i think you've been doing well, a lot of live sets as well michael sorry you've been doing a lot of live sets as well have you been getting the live sets out there well the funny thing is i went to do a live set about two or three weeks ago and it it went slightly wrong uh, <laughs> I, I had it all set up it took me ages i got my sound card sorted out and got this because Obviously, I couldn't do it in my studio, and I, I set up another room in the house to do it. Oh. And uh, and then it all just went very wrong when I went live. And I did the <laughs> test for 15 minutes, okay. and it was all juddering. All the sounds got <laughs> like it was for, for 15 minutes. I had to give up, and then I tried redoing it. And so many people were giving their opinion of why it might have gone wrong. Yeah. And you're trying to work out. Mm-hmm. Like trying to work out what is it that's is it is it my internet? We're playing Facebook. We're playing Facebook. <laughs> yeah, playing Facebook. But I think I've sussed out what it was. My sound card was automatically changing from forty-four point one to forty-eight k, and it was just like it just boom. And and I think that's what was the problem. But we didn't know. I got rid of it, and the the record the the shoppers give me another one. Low steppers recommended a different one up plugged that in and that worked straight away so i thought mm, okay i'm using that because he's doing some really good streams at the moment so i'll, I'll transfer us over to live now guys that's all <laughs> continue yeah, the chat okay. i'll just hopefully seamlessly transfer us over to facebook it's never as seamlessly as we like to think and when, when it has went to plan then michael you getting your tracks played okay on facebook or is facebook doing that annoying YouTube well i haven't i haven't since that time about well, two weeks ago or three weeks ago when it went wrong, I did. And then I was asked if I would do a Glitterbox one, um, a, a live stream. And, and that was, you know, and I thought, right, I'm just going to concentrate on that one for the moment. But I plan to this week start back doing them. Now I've got all my, my house in order. Is that the word? <laughs> but the trouble is I'm, I'm just afraid to do it on Facebook because... You know, it, it it picks up on a track that uh, 
you know, is registered with Warners or oh. something like that, and bang, you switched off. So I'm yeah, thinking of yeah, doing it on. Me. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, um, it's what, probably Twitch. Oh, okay. Twitch. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, that that that's what I'm thinking, but you just need to get everybody over to that. I uh, know that's the thing, isn't it? Because everybody's on Facebook, so it's trying to get them over to the other platform. Yeah. But I think yeah. a lot of people are kind of making that move on to Mixcloud now, like to to see the, the DJ mixes and stuff. I think that's yeah, I really cool. like Mixcloud. I use it to um, put my mixes up there and my 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 soul show, and um, I really like it. And I was thinking maybe I might do that as well, or if I could do both at the same time. So that, yeah. yeah. I just got to bite the bullet and get on with it and do it. <laughs> it's just, there's always something to do, but I thought, no, because the thing is, it's, it's like I was saying the other day, like all, all of you guys, it's in your DNA to want to, to want to go and entertain people on, yeah. you know, to, to play records they might like. And yeah. when you can't do it after a while, it does get a bit frustrating. I just want to play some tunes. <laughs> we've all got that as we've probably found out from Facebook, every DJ seems to be <laughs> doing a stream. Definitely. definitely. But what about the, is it the My Soul Radio show then, Michael? Are you on there? You're on there tonight. Did you see nine o'clock tonight? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I I absolutely love it. I mean, I I've sort of stopped myself from doing radio. I've been asked in the past, and I and and, and then uh, I was asked if I would come and do. Would I like to be on on? Um, well, I was asked to Centre Force, so then I was asked to do My House, right. and I then I chose My House. Um, and then I went from my house to my soul as well as my house. So tonight the show goes out on both stations exactly the same time. All right. A lot of name checking there. <laughs> my house, my soul. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely love it. I really, it's only once a month, but it's something I really look forward to doing. Yeah. A good, a good eclectic style of, of tracks then. Yeah. A good, good selection of styles. Yeah. I, I, I well, it's, it's mainly disco and house, but I try and play anything that I've just finished in the studio. So it's all exclusive. Well, as much as I can get is exclusive yep. and I'll have, you know, friends like Dr. Packer giving me exclusive stuff. And, um, you know, we've got mighty mouse as the get, I've got mighty mouse as the guest mixer, um, tonight as well. So it's really great to have all these brilliant DJs come and join me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I absolutely love it. I can't wait. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, come on, nine o'clock, hurry up. John, <laughs> <laughs> are you holding this man up? Come on. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> <my laughs> precious. Come on. <laughs> you've been, um, you've been making music for what it was about thirty years now, Michael. Yeah, it's gonna be that. Isn't it? yeah. I can't so believe how, it. how did you get started? Like going back to the start, then what was it that kind of got you into like the, the music producing then and getting the sounds out there? Yeah, I mean the the DJ and I started when I was twelve. I used to do a, an under sixteens disco. Um, at the local church hall, we had 120 kids once a month, sold the tickets at the end for that. And I just loved doing it. My dad, well, I was lucky he, he organized a lot of it and built up the equipment. And then when I, when I got to, what's it, 16, I started doing pubs. And then when I was 18, I started working in London at clubs then. Then, then I was working in Nottingham, a club, uh, clubs in, uh, a club in Nottingham called Easy Street. And that was when I was 18. And then the moment I started working at a club, I got the, I, I really got the thing after um, seeing Les Adams, someone I re- used to really look up to, still do. Um, and um, and I, I was watching what he was doing, mixing and stuff like that, and making uh, mixes for a company called DMC. And that was it. Once I saw that and I started doing it myself, yeah. that was it. I just wanted to be in the studio. And so I suppose from the, about the age of 18, 19, I was like a hermit. 
my friends would call and say, you need to come out? And I, I will in a minute, but I was just so determined to try and learn the craft of how to mix records together yep. um, and do what we call back then in, called a mega mix, where loads of records and all yep. that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, into remixing. And then it kind of moved on from then. And then I met John, full intention, my full intention partner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the late 80s in the club, he come to, he was the light jockey. <laughs> and he and uh, he was really good on keyboards. I said, would you like to come and help me with some of my remixes? Because my keyboard skills were not very good uh, <laughs> back then. And so he came in and did that. And that's how we started our first pseudonym called Greed, then right. Hustlers Convention, then Full Intention. Ah, right, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys still working together? I know, you know you've got this remix that you want to tell us about. Have you, uh, you guys still in contact making music together then? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to work in the same studio anymore because technology allows us to just work, in our, in our, and we get a lot more done. Yeah. Um, so it kind of works really well. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I, so it's kind of juggling between our full intention stuff and then doing my solo stuff as well. Yeah. And the odd co- collab I might do with Mark Knight or Dr. Packer or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a busy guy. Kind of crazy at the moment. Yeah. During this time in the, uh, the lockdown, have you managed to get a lot of tracks done? Has there been a lot of work done in the studio? Loads. loads Absolutely loads, yeah. Well, I say loads. Um, yeah, it's made me focused a, a lot more because you think, well, there's no set to think about on Saturday night or Friday night. What am I going to play Friday night, Saturday night? You know, if I was yeah. normally DJing. So I just crack on and, and, and carry on with, uh, with, with producing. I mean, I absolutely, I love both, but producing I really love because I, I, I can still sit here and you think, what's this going to sound like on the dance floor? Will this drop? Will this drop work? Will this, yeah. you know, I still, yeah, absolutely love it. But I am <laughs> missing DJing, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So what, it was obviously a massive hit the weekend when it first came out. What, what made you want to go back and remix it? And uh, what, what was your thinking behind it? Did this, this take on it then? Um, well, it's, it's hit, uh, last year it hit its 15th year anniversary. And we kind of yep. thought that's, that feels about time. And the record label also wanted to do something with it. I, I then uh, got in touch with Moose T and asked if he would like to remix it and he said yeah he'd love to and I did the same with Low Stepper and Matt Joe um, I love all these guys and the music and we wanted a slightly different take on the record and we knew yeah. we'd get it from them mm-hmm. um, and there's loads of other DJs I could have asked I, I, I know that um, and they would do a great job but these guys I kind of figured they would be the right people to do it yep. um, and then at the same time I just, I, I was chatting to an old friend, um, Stephen Hussey, who he is a string arranger, a really good string arranger. Um, he used to do a lot of our old full intention strings. When you hear, if you listen to all those records in the nineties, they were all live strings. Right. He also was responsible for the strings on soul to soul, keep on moving and all those, that's all him. So I was chatting to him and, um, and as I was chatting to him, I suddenly thought, I wonder what it'd be like if I just gave him just the chords, the vocals and the bass line to the weekend and let him do what he wants. Mm-hmm. And when he sent it back, I was like, couldn't believe it. Driving, driving along, heard it come through on the email. It's like, oh my God, this is it. So I thought, right, okay, that's my mix. I'm, I'm remixing it as well, but I hadn't planned to remix it. All right, that inspired you then? Yeah, well, yeah, just suddenly thought, yeah. And of course, when I heard what he did at the, the chorus with the strings, gave it a completely different take. Mm-hmm. Yep. that's the one and with this whole orchestral thing as well because 
he's actually a, an arranger. Uh, he arranges all the Ministry of Sound right. uh, orchestral um, um, gigs, you know, where they do all the covers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. They're, they're great. Yeah. So I'm hoping he's going to include that on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't, he'll be nuts. Well, yeah, I think he'll do it. <laughs> well, do, do the right thing. Include it. <laughs> if yeah, he's watching yeah. this, watch his back. <laughs> so it's 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 great. Again, you know, doing live strings, it's um, it, it costs. It still costs money, but nothing like it used to in the '90s. It would cost us about three thousand pounds for the studio, the oh, string yeah. players, the MU fees, the arranging fees. Yep. Uh, and now it's a bit cheaper, thank God. Um, mm-hmm. And I've just literally finished putting a how it was made how it's put together video which is going to go out on track source on friday on track source instagram okay so cool. we've got all and a lot of it had to be done in lockdown so you'll see the horn players play the riffs uh steven and the and, and the and the strings uh string really? players uh, that's been next friday is it michael yeah yeah friday yeah awesome. yeah awesome. that's when it's released june the 5th and then the remixes from Moose T, Low Stepper, Matt Joe, uh, they will come out two weeks later. I didn't want everybody competing, or we didn't want everybody competing. <laughs> the track place. <laughs> everyone a fair chance. That's the plan anyway. It's not easy, but that's the plan, yeah. Well, a lot of excited people out there, I think, waiting for it, because funnily enough, just before we came on to chat, we had uh, Radio 2 on, and it was on, the original was getting played on the oh, on radio. fantastic, yeah, right. That was an omen, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it goes to show that it's just the weekend track, isn't it? It's that anthem that just gets people going, isn't it? Yeah, I think I've, I've just been lucky with it, really. Um, I got um, Pete Tong played the exclusive last night on his show, the new right. version, so I was really excited by that. I even had to dance to my own record. <laughs> uh, uh, I was forced by my other half. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it is a nice moment, you know. Someone like Pete Tong, who championed the first one, so yeah. he it again is 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 a good feeling. Yeah. So oh, pick up up on the um, on the process with the first one as well. Was that a track that you had kind of sitting there that hadn't been worked on for a while, and you came back to it again, and it, it kind of evolved into the weekend? Was that one that had been sitting there for a while? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I just put the chords down, and and I had a vocal idea um, uh, that I I was I got from a, another record, um, and um, I brought in Shanna, uh, who I I, I use. I've used quite a lot. Um, she's a brilliant vocalist, and also another guy called Xavier, who's sung on some of our old Full Intention records, and he's done a few other bits. He's great, and we recorded it. And then I then tried to put all the music together and the beats and everything, and it was all right. Yep. But I just thought it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got something, you think this chorus needs to have. I know I need to do it justice. And yeah. then about, I went off and record, uh, recorded this band that I wanted to do. That was just something in my head. I wanted to take a break from the full intention stuff and just do a ba- uh, record a band and some bits and pieces. Um, and this band called Portobello sold them to, sold the whole thing and the album to Island Records. And then once I'd finished that, I thought, right, I'm going to get back to some house music. And it completely re- rejuvenated me. And yeah. I was, I, then suddenly all the ideas just came. And the whole thing came together in about a day. Brilliant. Awesome. Because so, I think I, I read somewhere that it was a Moog, the Voyager you used for it, wasn't it? And you you done a, a moment of madness. You sold, you sold this in. Yes. Yeah. I, it, I wish I had, I had, had that now. Um, you'll never get it back? Um, probably not. No. 
Can, it's, it was signed by Bob Moog as well, so or Moog, yeah. which is that. Yeah, he signed signed it at the side. Uh, I remember going up to have the demonstration of it and everything like that. But yeah, I. Yeah. But in all honesty, I'm using so many soft synths that, that do such an amazing job. Yeah, um, we'd like to we'd like to put a plea out to the to the man that has the Michael's Moog. Could you please return it? Do do the right yeah. thing. Down the side, it will say <laughs> Moog intention. Yeah, <laughs> Moog intention. You want it back? Do it. Be, be the bigger man. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the cost. Um, yeah. yeah, I shouldn't have got rid of it, but there you go. You're saying you're losing um, a lot of soft synths now as well, yeah. Yeah, um, the soft synths I tend to use the the, the go to is 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 the Moog um, and the Profit. The Profit Five I use a lot. Very okay. Um, I, I, they just have all the sounds I, I I like. There's there's loads of others, obviously. Um, a lot of string sort of plugins as well cine cine strings and a few things like that uh bass guitar ones on the omnisphere that's really really good but yeah i do use them a lot and i've got this amazing i don't know if i can show you this hang on a second this new controller john bought one as well and i said i've got to have one i don't know if you can see that oh yeah yeah oh, see someone oh okay is that the yeah. and you can control um it, it will actually is it i don't know if it's going to show it it really lights up it's very uh Funky, but it's not lighting up. It's not typical. It's not lighting up, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, and that really controls the soft synths in a brilliant way. You know, you've got complete control, like you would if it was a, you know, a normal hardware synth. And well, what do you think? Like the sound difference as well. There's always that kind of debate, like analog versus digital. Do you think it's really that much anymore? Or uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I always try and get a warm sound anyway. I don't. The sounds I tend to choose tend to. Be, I try and go for something that's a more warmer sound it's just in my nature so yeah. when people say oh your tracks you get them really warm but i just think it's the sounds i choose okay so if i look back to analog mixes that were done that i've done in the 90s you know full intention stuff with john or whatever they sound great but nothing compared to how the records sound now they just jump out at you know they're just there's just so much more energy so i wouldn't want to i don't think i'd want to go back though i do miss the analog desk and it always looks impressive when people come to your studio and go, wow, you know. It always makes me laugh on television when they show a producer. He's always got loads of long hair, isn't he? He's, he's, he's really gobby. And, um, and he's got this huge mixing desk. But he's only using probably about two channels. He's yeah. got a whole laptop going in the side. It's just a stereotype. Uses, he just uses it to impress the girls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, if, if you could get a hybrid of that, they are around. That would yeah. be fantastic. But so, so what's what's the plans then for the, the the first half of this year's been a bit of a write off in some ways, maybe not in others. But what what are you thinking for the rest of the year then? What what's the plans? Just uh, more releasing, more production based than than performance. Yeah, um, because I I I actually for me. You know, just because people can't go out and club doesn't mean to say they're not going to buy the records. I think there's more people at home actually now spending money on records or streaming records yeah. uh, you know, on Spotify and that, and it's noticeable. So, as if you're making vocal records, you're fine because I think they 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 work better yep. at home. You know, so to me, I just carry on making vocal records as well as the dubs, but. Um, I've got a new single that's going to be, well, hopefully we're going to drop it about August. It's called The Sun. So let's hope the sun stays out, even in Scotland where you are as well, you know, 29 <laughs> degrees. We're going to hold our breath. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, 
yeah, I'm quite excited by that. So hopefully that will, and then I've got, um, I've been, I've just started a, a remix, another remix with Mark Knight. Um, and we're remixing a Louis Vega track nice. uh, called Get On The Funk Train. Okay. And it, like yeah, that, right? yeah, it's pretty groovy. So, and that's for Nervous Records. So we did the right. Paradise record for Jasper Street and they've asked us to do this again, which is good. Um, and we're also going to be remixing um, Ingram, DJ's Delight. I don't know if anybody remembers that one. What's a class? Is that the old rave sound stuff, is it? No, no, we're going back to about 80, I think it's about 1982, something like that. All right. DJ's Delight, it's a good tune, but it, it's, it's, not an, it's not an obvious one. Um, right, nice one. It's not a house tune or anything like that. Um, and then I've just remixed this girl called Lou Clas- Casablanca, which I'll play on my show tonight. Yep. Um, oh, Ian Ossia, um, he has remixed my Take Me Back track as well. He's done a brilliant job. And so is 84-bit they've done. So we, that's going to come out probably in July as well. There's, yeah. yeah, it's never a dull moment. Not, not here. <laughs> See, it sounds like you've been a busy man. There's a lot happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can't complain. I've, it, it's good. Oh, and uh, I've, I've, and I've, I've remixed this track. Um, Let's get horny. Great title for uh, by high, high voltage, which is. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to come out on uh, Joey Negro's Z Records. Brilliant. Uh, so it's going to go on that, on one of his compilations. So I'm quite excited by that. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think. There's, there's more, but I can't think of it all. So what would you say your biggest influences are like, when it comes to music and like, the way you make a track? Um, yeah, the funny thing, my influences, I would say, uh, we're going to go way back here, but he's called F, FK now, but Francois Kavorkian. I used to, I still do, uh, the sound, the, the, the way he mixed records like D-Train and all the Prelude, a lot of the Prelude catalogue was just, to me, was brilliant. You know, all the, the echoes and the, the, the echo, uh, the effects and the way it was done sonically, it was big. Um, yep. And it's still, you know, he's made those records really big. And uh, I, I still go back to those and reference them, mm. um, some of the effects and the way he's done it. And, um, yeah, people like himself, um, I'm just trying to think who else. Um, Les Adams, as I said before, he used to be known as LA Mix. Uh, DJ-wise, yeah. David Morales. Um, yeah, pe- pe- people like that. They, they, the records they play and stuff like that. Um, CNC Music Factory from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought their sound was just so tough but tough in a good way groovy and tough he had, they had that right balance of very melodic but at the same time especially back then it had the punch in there um yeah what about a, a, a current and the current music scene maybe up and comers is there anyone that's standing out to you that you think god they are they're on it they've got it well they're not an up and comer but i love purple disco machine uh, yeah. <laughs> i love what he's doing um and uh, you know um simon marlin shapeshifters uh, i love what he's doing i like the fact that he's writing which is what is the future. Yep. Writing uh, original um, dance records. Um, yeah. and that's what it's all about. It's, it's, it's very easy to just sample a big chunk of a disco record, loop it up, say, that's my new tune. Yeah. <laughs> but what Simon's is, go back to basics, which is, again is what I'm doing as well. Uh, I think he's doing it better than me at the moment, but there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and obviously, uh, Joey Negro, Horsemeat Disco. Yeah, guys like that. There's loads. I'm going to forget yeah. someone in a minute, but up, up and comers is a hard, a harsh term, I guess, isn't it? Really, for some guys. Yeah, maybe but there's, there's loads of people. Through. Sorry, say that again. People that are breaking through is probably a better term, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh God, there's 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 loads. Uh, I like um, people like Natasha Kitty Cat. What she's doing. Uh, yep. There's there's I, I love. There's a lot of new female DJs that are coming through with a real disco vibe and 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 really good DJs. And you see them on the Glitterbox um, uh, gigs and stuff like that. And I love all that. That's new and they're young and there's there's just a lot. Of, lot of passion energy because the whole disco thing is 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 not about you know <laughs> some of my age go woo it's 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 19 20 year olds who it's are funny. just loving this first time around it's funny that you should say that because joey negro i've seen a post on his facebook could be a couple of weeks ago and he was commenting as, as great as doing the edits and doing the remix and as much as he loves to do it he says to to continue this momentum of how things are moving He's saying try and focus on the original stuff as well. So that's why me and John were trying to do a lot with only good vibes to include new producers and try and scoop them up while the this this kind of this all this yeah. driving kind of mentality or this drive is there for it and try and help them learn how to get involved in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean the thing is for me, I, I I'm always happy to help anyone. If someone texts me or I try and answer the question, if someone says, What synths did you use for that? I'll tell them. But I know a lot of DJs won't actually give that information. I've asked people before, people I know really well, and I'm thinking, you could tell me that. What am I going to do with it? Am I really going to nick that sound and make a carbon copy of it? You know, yeah. it's, what, it's what's up here. Yep. Um, that, I think it know, works better for everyone. Networking works better for everyone when you all well, basically work together and share that, you know, and involve everyone and help nurture the new talent. Because without that coming through, it's just a phase, isn't it? It's trying exactly. to bring that through. Exactly. You all work together. And, you know, what, what Joe Negro's saying is exactly right. And that's what I've been saying. It is, you know, people have got to stop just just looping a record yeah. and then put it straight out on track source. And they've got to think the next the, the next part on. Yep. Otherwise, people will get bored. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe maybe I possibly a difficult question, this one, Michael, quite a difficult one. But what would, would you have any advice for people trying to break into the, because it's, such a social media heavy scene now, isn't it? So, so yeah. different from probably where you came from. Have you got any advice or maybe you might not have well, a lot of that, To be quite honest, I, I think I struggled because to me, uh, let's say five years ago, um, I, I just thought, I just want to make records. I don't want to keep, keep tweeting how great this new kick drum is I'm using. Yeah. It's, I don't want to do it. You know, I just want to make records that hopefully people will buy. Yep. And, um, but now I realise you've actually got to do it because there's people who've got massive social media uh, presence. Yep. They've only probably made about one record a year. But how? So you think? Hang on a second. I have to take time out every morning yep. to to go through everything, and that's what I've started to do over the last two or three years. And it started all two years, and it's starting to to pay yeah, off. That, like making a difference and like having that kind of social media connection is that is that helping? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Um, but it does it does help for for me, for example, things like where you're you're you're, you're trying to push through. And then where I got, let's say, two weeks ago, I thought as I had a massive leg up when I did the Glitterbox virtual um, session, yeah. and all of a sudden, and an, another audience opened up to me, mm -hmm. who probably you know. It's, it's, and, and I saw a difference and it was great yep. people said oh I didn't know you were doing this or just, just a younger crowd which is fantastic yep. so it does help if you get onto those sort of 
platforms or just get that leg up here and there. And well, blocks are absolutely massive right now as well. They're doing such a good job with the whole disco scene right now. So it's an incredible movement they've got going on. How, how did you get involved with, with working with this glitter box as well? Uh, well, glitter box, um, obviously, um, I've known Simon Dunmore for years anyway, but that doesn't make me eligible to get onto a glitter box set. <laughs> you know, Simon, if, 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 if what you're making he likes, then he will consider it. It's like that, it's, which I totally understand. Um, we were remixing as full intention a few remixes for Glitterbox. Um, and so that's as far as we've gone. We've done a couple of gigs for Glitterbox, which is good. I also played on my own for Glitterbox Ministry last December, I think it was. Yep. Absolutely love it. And, and what Simon and his team and Wes have done has been phenomenal it's i mean that's definitely been the best thing for us all of a sudden this audience is all together who, who are hungry for hit this style of music you know they don't want to hear dark beats they they want to hear the stuff that you know that grooves and, and and maybe have a song in it yeah yeah definitely and that's the great thing um, so it's it's been a massive change i mean i know there's loads of other people doing it i really love what downtown disco have have done and that's yep. been really good for me too as well um just really good disco nights no cheese just good just disco good nights. yeah good babes yeah, absolutely <laughs> no it's a pleasure to have you involved yeah, in that. producers as well michael like somebody that's maybe just gonna get started at producing what, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's maybe just gonna step in the toe in and just get yeah i think um really believe in yourself and i think even when, if you're make, if you start creating this sound that you really like, and you that's in your heart, you need to keep with it. Don't look at things. Oh God, the number one in Beatport or number one in track sources. That's records like this. I'd better make a record like that. Just concentrate with your sound. Create, you know, and it it will take a year or maybe two years, or you could get lucky. But knowing your formula is the best thing. Yeah, um, and you have to put in the hours. It's not a case of just popping in the studio once a week. For me, it's every well, it's five days a week. And when I started, it was still five days a week. It's a huge, huge passion, and you have to invest. I mean, especially now with this whole disco thing, you know, I'll, I'll, it'll cost me about thousand pounds to, you know, for a string section or what have you. Uh, but that's an investment. You have to hope. I did it on Brother Brother and and my track, the one. I paid a lot of money. It cost me about two thousand pounds to do, and hopefully it's worth it. Yeah, but, but I had thought, well, I've got to believe in myself because I don't know if this is going to work. It's, you know, yeah. it's sound horrible, but you have to. Yeah, don't doubt, don't doubt yourself and get. Not laid everybody's laid. got that sort of money, but even I, it's a massive gamble. Yep. Um, but however, you don't need to do that. There's so many good plugins and, and disco sounds and what have you. But try yeah. and keep it original way if you can, even if you. Even if you take a, a disco loop, this is for producers, you take a disco loop that's, let's say, one bar, but it's really funky and good, recreate it. You know, copy, the, copy where all the notes are and the bass line, but change the sounds. And before you know it, you've got a brand new groove and a brand new track. Get it to a singer, see if she can, a singer-writer, see if they can do something. You've got an original track. You know, yeah, great. Don't right? need to keep sampling Sister Sledge. Or yeah. Luke, you, know, you don't need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> we've had brilliant records, but you know, <laughs> no, we'll not keep you too much longer, Michael. It's been a pleasure to have you involved and have a chat with us, and uh, I hope it's a pleasure for you because John's taking the time to put on pants for this interview as well. Usually, John, thank you, John. 
welcome. Even shaved my head for this as well. I know he cleaned himself up <laughs> nice. He never does that for me, Michael. He's only done it for you because we've got we've got a celebrity. Uh, I, am, I am honoured. I am honoured. <laughs> just before we wrap things up, Michael, just uh, a quick plug for yourself, where people can find out more about your music and what you're up to over the next few months. Where can people go then? Yeah, if if you go to Instagram, um, and it's Michael Gray UK, and on Facebook it's Michael Gray Official. That's probably the easiest. Yeah, the best to find do. out. Yep, and, 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 and come and join me on my house and my soul tonight if you can. And if you can't, then it'll be on my Mixcloud page, which is Michael Gray official yep. um, tomorrow. That's tonight's show. So, Brilliant. That's great. Thanks a lot for taking time to join us. We'll catch up with you soon again, Michael. All right? Oh, lovely. Great to speak to you guys. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Cheers. See you.